This is the Crazy Beautiful Life Podcast. I'm Bethany, but most people call me B, and I'm your host. From health and wellness, money moves, environmentalism, lifestyle design, and more, this podcast helps inspire you to live your most crazy beautiful life. Crazy beautiful people, and welcome back to the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. Happy Monday. It is such a beautiful day to be here and be alive and to just experience life, honestly. Recently, I've been on this really interesting kick of just experiencing more and feeling more, and it's been really enjoyable. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but just like being more present in the mundane and the mundane tasks of life has actually been so lovely. Like Danny and I went for a walk last night and I was just like taking a deep breath in through my nose and feeling the cold air and listening to the sounds around me and the ducks quacking. And I know I sound crazy, but when you're more present in what you're doing, it just feel like It just feels like time slows down for a quick second and it's just the best feeling ever. Like in my life, and I know many of you guys are feeling this as well, I feel like time is just flying by a mile a minute and honestly, I hate it. I always wish I could just slow down life a wee tiny bit because it's just flying by and it's bizarre and it's uncomfy and I don't like it. But I find that when I bring an aspect of just total and pure presence into random moments throughout my day. It really helps me feel like I can just pause for a second and I can just slow down time for a wee tiny minute while I just experience all the things. Um, So I know that's kind of weird, but you guys should try it. Just like when you're doing shit that's really mundane, just like smell the smells, hear the sounds, feel the feels. Like if you go for a walk, like keep your phone in your pocket and just look around and experience. And it really does help you feel like time slows down for a quick second. This past week, I finished reading The Law of Attraction and I flew through this book, which is not something that I usually do. I usually spend a couple months reading a book. I am not a fast reader, Um, but I was listening to Tori Simone's podcast called Manifest and she was saying that you take like the total number of pages, so say it has... 200 pages and you want to read it in, you want to finish this book in seven days. So you do 200 divided by seven and that will tell you how many pages that you need to read every day in order to finish the book in that amount of days. So I did that with the law of attraction, took the total number of pages, divided it by however many days. And it ended up being that I had to read like 20 to 23 pages a day. And I flew through this book. You guys, honestly, I went through it like crazy, but I also got through it so quickly because it was so good. This book is so good. If you need a book to read, you excuse me, you definitely need to read The Law of Attraction. And I know The Law of Attraction, when we hear people talking about it, it sounds like a bunch of woo-woo, but honestly, it's not, you guys. It's really, um, it can be woo-woo if you want it to be woo-woo, but it can also just be about our attention and our focus and our mindset and really about our thoughts and our thoughts about life and our thoughts about our experience. And it has forever changed the game of my life. Um, if you really want to read something that's going to hit you like a brick wall and change the way that you view things and the way that you see things in life, and if you just need a change of pace in your life, then you definitely need to read The Law of Attraction. 
it's just changed the way that I view and think and experience all of the things that are in my life right now and why they're there and it's just so good so I'm going to talk all about the law of attraction in a different podcast because there's so much that I need to tell you guys but I finished it that's what I wanted to tell you guys in this segment I finished the law of attraction it was so 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 good and I love it and put it on your Christmas list because y'all need to read this it will change everything Also, this week I announced on my Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you definitely should. My Instagram is at bee.spiers, that's at bspears, and I announced on Instagram that I am doing the 12 days of Podmas. You guys, starting Monday, December 14th, um, I will be posting a new podcast every day, including Christmas Day. So 12 days straight of podcasts, 12 days of Podmas. I am so excited to get all of these episodes up back to back. And a lot of preparation has gone into this. You guys have no idea. I've worked really hard on this. So your support and the hype and helping me create the hype around the 12 days of podcast is greatly appreciated and welcomed with open arms. There is a ton of variety in these episodes. Some of them are super festive. Some of them are going to be like more serious and educational. I'm doing an episode with Danny. I'm throwing in some super fun content, um, like some funny memories. I'm doing an episode with my friend Carter. I'm going to be talking about why I joined an MLM and my experience in an MLM. I'm going to talk about health over the holidays and so much more. I'm super, super excited. So you guys definitely need to tune in for the 12 days of Podmas. And that is starting on Monday, December 14th. So a week from today, there will be a new podcast every day for 12 days straight. It's intense, but I'm excited and I just, I can't wait to put all this content out there for you guys. And make sure you're following me on Instagram because When I start the 12 days of podcast, I'll be posting a little some something on my Instagram that is a secret right now, um, but you guys are going to love it. So make sure that you're following the podcast. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram so that you don't miss out on anything. But before we get into all of the things regarding today's episode... I wanted to chit chat about my one of my favorite Christmas memories. We're doing this all throughout the month of December and this one is a funny one. So this memory will always hold a really special place in my heart. I grew up performing. I was in musical theater for 10 years and then I was in jazz for four. I did a lot of music uh, creation on my own, singing, songwriting, performing, all of those things. And one thing that I absolutely love was every year of high school at Christmas time, we would have this huge Christmas assembly on the very last day of school, um, like before Christmas holidays. And my high school jazz band would always learn like a bunch of Christmas songs and we would perform them at the Christmas assembly. Now, my high school jazz band was a competitive jazz group. So we were always focusing on our um, like repertoire pieces, our um, competitive tunes. So we would have like our competition pieces, which were like Duke Ellington, um, Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, um, more like how do I say like, like really good old jazz technical songs. And then we would have our show tunes that we would perform at like our fundraisers and our shows and things like that. And we would have like Bruno Mars in there and like Beyonce and a lot more like fun jazzy pieces. But we were 
all like I would say like 90% of the time we were working on perfecting our competition pieces and then right before Christmas our music teacher would just slam us with a whole bunch of Christmas tunes and we would learn them in like a week or two and then we would perform them at the Christmas assembly and we would always have an after school practice where we would stay at the school from like 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. just hammering out these Christmas tunes and we would do like Michael Buble Christmas tunes and Frank Sinatra and all of these super fun things and then we would perform them and I absolutely love doing the Christmas shows in high school they were so much fun um, and we would like switch out like the drummers and the percussion section would switch out their like cowbells and stuff like that for jingle bells and it was just so 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 much fun and we would always like get really really dressed up for the Christmas show as well so we would usually wear like ugly Christmas sweaters or something of that matter and then we would decorate our instruments we would decorate our music stands um, I would always put like tinsel like all the way around my entire trombone and it was just so much fun and I loved doing the Christmas shows it would get me in such a festive mood and last week one of my best friends Carter actually texted me and he was like hey have yourself a merry little Christmas just came like on the radio or something like that uh, but your version of have yourself a merry little Christmas will always be my favorite and I used to sing that song at every Christmas assembly in high school I love singing that song and honestly like receiving that text I could have cried because I love that Christmas memory and it will always be super, super special to me. My high school really went above and beyond in terms of like celebrations and fun things and being in jazz as well was just one of the most amazing things I ever could have done in my entire life. Um, so yeah, that's my little Christmas memory. And I know it's really obvious. I'm crazy about Christmas. I love Christmas. I love everything about it. I love the festivities. I love Christmas sweaters, Christmas socks, Christmas music. I love celebrating Christmas. I love gifting things. I love receiving things. I just, I absolutely love it. But I'm also someone who deeply cares and is deeply passionate about the earth and the planet and environment mentalism and eco-minimalism. So it's a bit of an oxymoron and I totally recognize that to be both Christmas crazy and an environmentalist at the same time. Christmas and the holidays and the hyper-consumerism that occurs, decorations and waste and all of that stuff is just literally insane. The amount of consumerism that goes on during the holiday season that inevitably ends up as waste or unnecessary, it's just not right. And I think we really need to bring an aspect of environmentalism into the holidays. And we all just have a duty and a role to take care of the planet and I know that when the Christmas time when Christmas time comes around it's easy to just think it's Christmas I'm not an environmentalist right now but it needs to be a constant thing that we are always thinking about a little personal story uh, when Danny and I were traveling we were on a remote island on the Indian Ocean and we were walking down the beach and literally plastic water bottles plastic wrappers and empty toothpaste containers were just like rolling up on the shore on the Indian Ocean in the middle of nowhere um, and it was just sad like it was really just sad to see Danny and I see all kinds of waste in Lake Ontario every single summer when we are out sailing and it honestly just breaks my heart and I know since we live in Canada it's it may be easy to sort of turn a blind eye or pretend like 
all of the waste in the world isn't there um, because we're not exposed to it. We don't really see the impact. We don't see the landfills. We don't see the garbage. And yes, Lake Ontario is full of garbage, but we don't have rivers running through our communities that are literally garbage rivers. So it's really easy to just sort of pretend like it's like it, like it's not there, like see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, whatever that little fraying is. Um, but I really encourage all of you to just go on um, Netflix and watch the documentary Plastic Ocean or Google Garbage in Indonesia or um, take a look at the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is a huge patch of garbage literally floating in the North Pacific Ocean. Um, a few years back when um, it really sort of hit the news and everything like that, it was about the size of Texas. And now it is absolutely massive. So I will put an image of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group. And you can see how large it is as compared to the United States of America. It's insane. And I know we're not exposed to it in Canada. So it's really easy to just pretend like garbage isn't a problem. And a f I think it was last year or something like that, it hit the news that Canada was shipping their garbage and shipping their waste to other developing countries and making it a them problem. And this is a big deal. This is a really big deal that we need to be thinking about. Our garbage is ending up in other countries. Our garbage is ending up in the water. Um, our garbage is everywhere. And because we live in such a beautiful and vast and phenomenal country, we're not exposed to it. We don't see it firsthand. Um, but then there are like, com there are countries in in um, the other side of the world and like Indonesia and stuff like that, where they literally have rivers running with garbage. Like there's more garbage than water. Like we need to sort this out, you guys. We need to stop pretending like it doesn't exist because we're not exposed to it. And we all need to make it a priority to put reducing our garbage and reducing the amount of waste that we're putting out there and carbon emissions and all of those things at the forefront, especially during the holiday season. Right now, um, there is a crazy amount of garbage that is produced during the holiday season. So in Canada, uh, garbage production, household garbage production um, and household waste increases by 25%, which amounts to about 250 million tons of garbage just within the holiday season. Also, um, Canadians spend an average of $16 billion per year on garbage that on gifts that end up as waste. Maybe the gifts weren't wanted. They don't fit. Um, the individual doesn't like the gift. So $16 billion is spent every Christmas season on gifts that end up as waste. And also Canadians produce about 540,000 tons of gift wrapping and gift bag waste, uh, which is about the amount of um, 100,000 elephants worth of garbage. It's crazy. Like the the amount of household waste that is, oh my gosh, I literally can't put words out today. But basically our garbage production and the amount of waste that we produce during the holiday season skyrockets. It absolutely soars and it's really disappointing. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys five major tips on how you can be more sustainable this holiday season from gifts, sustainable companies, creative wrapping, and more. You'll have everything that you need to make more conscious environmental moves this Christmas season because the planet is 
begging you to make sustainable um, decisions this holiday season. The planet is counting on you. The planet needs you to make sustainable decisions this holiday season, and we all have a role in doing so. We all have a role in helping save our home planet. So please listen to this episode all the way through. Listen to all five tips that I give you. I promise you some of them are tips that you have not heard of before, and it's going to be a really good episode. So I can't wait. Let's get into it. Okay, so for today's agenda, we are going to cover five main tips. The first tip is going to be about gift wrapping. Second tip is going to be about food waste. The third tip will be giving the gift of sustainability. Fourth tip will be gifting ethically and sustainability. And the fifth tip will be about investing in carbon offsets. So section one, let's get into it. First tip is changing the way in which you gift wrap. I know a lot of people think that gift wrap is um, recyclable, um, but actually the majority of the gift wrap that we use isn't recyclable. And pretend pretending and depending on the infrastructure and the recycling facilities that are near you and near the people that you are gifting the items to um, a lot of the gift wrap may actually not be recyclable in those specific facilities even though um, it may say on the packaging that it is recyclable so any sort of gift wrap that is coated with a gloss or has a metallic or glittery um, effect on it or is like metallic-y on one side or like has foil of some sort it actually makes the gift wrap unable to be recycled. It can't go into the recycling plant and it will end up in landfill. Um, Now, I'm someone who definitely prefers wrapping gifts over putting things in gift bags, um, which is good because the majority of gift bags all have that sort of metallic-y finish. And a lot of them are, a lot of gift wrap, gift wrap. A lot of gift bags are actually mixed materials that are bounded together with a sort of plastic or waxy coating and they can't be recycled. So I love wrapping gifts. I love like ripping paper open. I just think it's such a fun little thing. I love having gifts in like little boxes and stuff where you can like stack them and they look super cute. Um, But I really need to be uh, more conscious about the way that I am wrapping my gifts. So a really great tip and this is something that my mom used to do when we were kids is my mom would buy um, like like basic brown paper, like the kind of paper that they put on your table when you're at like Montana's or Jack Astor's or something like that. Just that like plain, excuse me, plain brown paper that they always put on your table. That is a really, really, really good gift wrap because it has nothing on it. It's literally just paper and it can be recycled. And when we were kids, my mom used to take potatoes and we would like cut the potatoes and then use cookie cutters to shape the potatoes in like stars or angels or Christmas bells or something like that. And then we would use the potatoes as stamps and we would like dip the potato in paint and then stamp it on the brown paper and we would make our own Christmas gift wrap. And that is totally recyclable. It's just paper and paint. It can totally be reused over and over again. And that is a really great way to wrap gifts. So if you are going to wrap your gifts, um, definitely try using just plain brown paper. You can make it really cute. You can like put some like, what's that stuff called? Burlap or... 
yeah, it's called burlap or like that like brown rope that you can reuse again in a different craft. You could even put some evergreen on it that can be composted afterwards. That's a really great and like modern stylish way for gift wrapping. Another thing that I do is I like to keep an eye on when I get a package, like when from online shopping and stuff like that. A lot of the times they come with like a white-ish paper um, that they use to just like I don't know, stuff the box so shit doesn't go flying around in the shipping process. And I love to keep that and reuse it as gift wrap. Or another really great option is newspaper. Danny and I get an excessive amount of flyers and stuff in our mailbox. And when we lived at Euclid, we didn't really get that. Like we didn't really get newspapers or flyers or anything like that. Um, but I'm assuming they just like show up at our condo building and just put all the flyers and shit in our PO boxes. I don't know, kind of weird. Um, but we can totally reuse all of those flyers and newspapers and things like that as gift wrap because that paper is already coming into our lives. It's already been printed. It's already here with us. And instead of just disposing it, we can give it another life and we can totally use it to wrap our gifts. Newspaper, really good place to start. Um, but just make sure you wash your hands after. Uh, sometimes when you're like handling the newspaper and stuff, your hands can get really dirty. Something else I really love to do um, to wrap gifts is I like to keep an eye on a lot of the boxes that come into my work. So when I'm at work, we get like tons of packages every single day. And if there's ever like a good size box, I'll just every now and then bring a box or two home. I store them underneath my bed and then I use those boxes, whether I'm like shipping out essential oils or when I'm going to be shipping out Christmas gifts, um, I reuse those boxes. Those boxes have already come into my life. They're already here in front of me. And instead of just, you you know, folding them down and sending them out to the recycling bin, I can totally reuse them and just store them under my bed. I keep boxes that come when I order things online and I try and reuse things as frequently and as often as I can, just because I know that it's better for the environment. In terms of gift bags, um, like I said, a lot of gift bags can't be recycled. So whenever I get given a gift bag, I have like a little gift wrapping box in my closet on the top shelf of my closet. And I keep gift bags, whether it be like a birthday gift bag or a Valentine's Day gift bag or whatever sort of gift bags come into my life. I don't just put them in the garbage. I actually like to keep them and then reuse them the next year when I am giving gifts. And then I like to write a little note on the bottom that says, please reuse me so that whomever I give I gift that gift bag to and whomever comes into contact with that gift bag, they save it for the next year and they use it the year after. So one gift bag can go through like four or five cycles of Christmas before it's eventually worn down and is no longer usable. So that's something that I love to do and definitely a conversation to have with whomever you're gifting the item to be like, hey, um, this tissue paper and this gift bag, you should totally save it and you should totally gift it to someone else next holiday season so that we can increase the longevity and increase the life of this single use product. Another tip tip for gift bags is to gift things in the bag that they came in. A lot of the times when I'm shopping, um, they put the, the gifts in really nice like brown shopping bags. Sometimes they put them in like ugly plastic bags, but I almost never come into plastic bags because I will just bring my own bag or I will opt for not having a plastic bag. But paper bags aren't always the, the solution. Um, paper bags are great, but there's still a lot of effort that goes into the creation of those paper bags. So it is just better to, re to use reusable bags. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. Um, 
gift things in the bags that they come in. If you buy some, like a pair of shoes, they'll probably come in a nice bag. Or if you buy something from Bath and Body Works, they'll put them in the little Bath and Body Works bags. Like just gift things in the bags that they came in and spice it up. Um, you know, put like a nice tag on it or whatever it may be. And that's a really great way to reuse the bags that you've already come in contact with. There is absolutely no reason why you need to take an item out of one um, single use bag and put it into another single use bag and throw out that initial single use bag. You can just reuse it. We give out brown paper bags at Patagonia and I really hope that people just gift the items in those brown paper bags instead of taking them out to just put them in a more festive bag. You can draw a Christmas tree on the brown paper bag. You can do a potato stamp. You can spice things up. You can put a sticker on it, something that makes it a little bit more festive, but there's no reason to just take it out of one single use bag and put it in another single use bag gift things in the bag that they came in. And one of my favorite ways, if I'm, you know how some things you just can't wrap like in a box, like you just can't like, I don't know, there's certain gifts that you can't wrap and they have to go in a gift bag, maybe things that are a wee bit more fragile or whatever. And something that I really like to do is to actually gift things in small, reusable Christmas bags. So the LCBO makes really lovely reusable Christmas bags. I found some reusable Christmas um, bags at Giant Tiger. They have them at Walmart. Um, they're always like putting out reusable. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. My mouth just went crazy. I think I drank too much coffee today because I literally can't talk. Um, Old Navy makes really creative really cute reusable Christmas bags and I think it's really fun to gift items in those reusable bags and put a little tag on it that says please reuse me because that reusable Christmas bag is going to last a lot longer and get a lot more use than a disposable more paper style um, gift bag or holiday bag or whatever it may be. Um, so I have a couple ones. I have bigger ones, smaller ones, and I'm totally going to be gifting things in those reusable bags and encouraging the people who receive those reusable bags to use them over and over and over again. Uh, a few years back, and they still do this at American Eagle and Airy around Christmas time, they give you a really nice like holiday uh, reusable Christmas bag and I have gifted so many of those to people and they just end up being passed around. Sometimes they come back to me like I'll gift my sister her Christmas gift in one of these bags and then the next year she'll gift it back to me in that same bag and I just think it's great. So reusable Christmas bags are a great way to be festive and fun and holly and jolly and all of those things um, while still having the environment at the forefront of your brain and of your Christmas gifts and Christmas wrapping. So that's my tip. Look at the way that you wrap presents. Avoid paper that is metallic, glittery, shiny, or has some sort of gloss coat. Try and stick with using things that you've already come into contact with, whether that be packing paper, um, plain brown paper, uh, bags that you've already um, been gifted, or just uh, newspaper or anything that, that you can reuse um, to wrap your Christmas gifts in this year. Second tip that I really want to bring to your attention is avoiding excessive amounts of food waste during the holiday season. 
So the FAO reported in 2018 that 9.2% of the world population experienced food insecurity. And knowing that so many individuals in our world struggle to obtain adequate amounts of food makes it really hard for me to see how much food gets wasted during the holiday season. And this is something that Danny and I talk about a lot is I hate doing big shops with Danny and then throwing food away that's gone off. I really, really like to emphasize in our condo and in our home, we are going to eat everything that we possibly can to avoid producing food waste because it's just, it makes me upset seeing food get literally thrown in the garbage when there are so many people around the world who don't even have access to adequate amounts of food. It's just disturbing to me. It doesn't sit well with me and it just puts a really rotten feeling in my stomach. Additionally, we really do need to think about the resources and time and energy, shipping, emissions, transportation, irrigation, water, and all of the things behind the scenes that resulted in the food ending up in our bellies, ending up in our cart, ending up on our table and our fridge, and then we just throw it out. And there's so much effort and carbon emissions and all of the things that have gone into the creation of that food and then it's just being wasted so we really need to stop wasting so much food around the holiday season and one of the first things that needs to happen is pretty simple and nobody wants to do it but we just need to make less food we don't need to make excessive 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 amounts of food make enough food so that everybody can eat and there'll be a little bit of leftovers but we don't need to make these crazy ass feasts that could literally feed like 50 people when there's like 10 of you like it's just excessive it's unnecessary and it's all just going to end up as waste and it's also not good for your coin protect your coin like don't spend a bunch of money on food that's going to end up in the garbage. So let's really focus on this holiday season, especially since the the gatherings this year are going to be much smaller. Maybe it's just you and your partner. Maybe it's just you and your immediate family. It's not going to be your extended family. Make less food. We don't need to make crazy amounts of food at Christmas time. Uh, We need to make enough and maybe have some leftovers, but it doesn't need to be insane. The second thing that you can do to reduce the amount of food waste that you are producing during the holiday season is pass it on. I find in our house, we always have an excessive amount of desserts left over. I can eat like tons and tons and tons of cheese. I can eat tons of potatoes and veggies and all of those things, but I can't eat a ton of dessert. I love dessert. I love, my aunt makes this amazing fudge, like hard little squares of fudge, and I freaking love it, but I can't eat crazy amounts of it. I just, I can't deal with too much sweetness and my family is the same way. So a lot of the times when we have like excessive amounts of desserts left over, we'll put them in a cute wee tin and we'll pass them on to a family friend. You know, we'll do a drive by, drop them off at their door. We'll pass them on to our neighbors, things like that. Or um, something that you can do with your leftovers, whether it be desserts or main course or whatever it is, is you can freeze them. Get really good reusable Ziploc baggies or get really good um, smart seal containers and freeze that shit you can freeze shit for months and then down the road when you know you're craving turkey again or you're craving ham or whatever it may be then you can reuse those things 
freezing is such a good way to make sure that we're not wasting food. If you just leave things in your fridge, eventually they are going to go off and you would have been better off just being proactive and freezing things and saying, I'll use this down the road. And then, you know, one night in February or whatever, uh, when you're like, oh, I don't really feel like cooking tonight. You can be like, oh yeah, I have a freaking turkey dinner frozen in my freezer that now I can reuse. Something that I've always found super admirable about my mom is she also really doesn't like food waste. She doesn't like just hucking shit in the garbage. And she always finds ways to reuse things and reuse the leftovers that occur after our Christmas dinner. So every year on Boxing Day, my mom goes to work and she takes all of the things that would be wasted from the turkey. Like I don't eat meat, so it's a little nasty for me to talk about this. Um, but she takes like, oh, I'm going to gag. She takes like the the gizzard and like the giblets and all of those things. Giblets? Is, I don't even know what, what that is. Um, I don't eat meat. But she always takes the extra parts of the turkey and she takes leftover turkey and she takes leftover ham and leftover veggies and she makes this amazing turkey ham barley soup. Now, obviously I don't eat that anymore, um, but she still makes it for the rest of my family. Every boxing day, she makes this giant thing of soup with like barley, lentils, turkey, ham, all of these amazing things. And it's so, so, so yummy. And like my whole family eats that because you know, the couple days after Christmas where you've eaten so much that you don't really feel like eating anymore. Soup is a great thing to eat because it's like, I'm hungry, but I'm not like, I don't want a lot of substance. So soup is just great. So my mom always reuses as much as she can from the Christmas dinner as many leftovers as she possibly can and she makes soup and she also freezes some of the soup. Another thing that my mom does is she'll make turkey sandwiches or she will use the leftover ham for the couple days after Christmas to like fry like bacon and then have it as like have it on English muffins for breakfast. There's just so many ways that you can use the leftovers. Soup is a great place to start. Um, but yeah, we need to really think about how like how can I reuse this leftover stuff? How can I turn, you know, the leftover turkey, the leftover potatoes into a different meal? Because I don't really want a Christmas meal anymore because I've, you know, had XYZ. I had my in-laws Christmas and then I had my mom's side Christmas and I had my dad's side Christmas. My parents are together, so this doesn't apply to me. Um, but a lot of the times you have like a lot of different Christmas dinners and then you have all this leftover Christmas food and you don't want any more Christmas dinner. So we need to reinvent the way that we reuse um, these items and make different meals out of these items. And soup is a great place to start. Another thing in terms of food waste that we really need to stop doing and we really need to implement to make our holiday season more sustainable is stop using disposables for your dinner. You guys, what the fuck? There is absolutely no reason why we need to be using tons and tons and tons of disposables for our holiday parties, Christmas dinners, whatever it may be, um, for the sheer purpose of cleanup is easier. Yeah, cleanup is easier because you just throw all that shit in the garbage, but cleaning up that garbage in our environments and in our landfills and in our oceans down the road is way worse. So take it upon yourself to say, you know what, using um, non-disposables is definitely less convenient, but it's going to be way better for the environment. Spending an extra 30 minutes cleaning up dinner now will be way better than spending 30 years trying to get shit out of the ocean. So please stop using disposables at your holiday parties. Disposable cups, disposable cutlery, disposable plates. There is absolutely no need for it. Now, if you are someone who doesn't have a collection or doesn't have enough quantity of um, 
reusable Christmas stuff, then I definitely encourage you Christmas stuff, reusable uh, cutlery and, and dinnerware. That's the word I'm looking for. Dinnerware, silverware. I definitely encourage you to go to Value Village in the plastic baggie section. There's like a wall in Value Village that's a bunch of plastic baggies and it's just like miscellaneous stuff, but there's a ton of plastic baggies of silverware and your silverware doesn't need to match. It doesn't matter. They have really good, solid, sturdy silverware at Value Village, pick up a couple packs of that and store them away in like the back of your Chris, your um, cabinets or your shelving or whatever it may be and only bring them out when you need them. And you know, you might be able to get a set of like 30 forks for like $3.99 at Value Village. It's a great place to start. And then go to the plate section in Value Village and pick, you know, just plain white plates or plain cream plates or whatever it may be. And they don't need to match. Get as many as you can and store them away and then pull them out when you need them. Also on Facebook, there are a ton of zero waste, low waste Facebook groups. And in a lot of them, people will actually rent or lend or allow you to borrow um, like large quantities of reusable dinnerware for parties or birthdays or whatever it may be, retirement parties. I see it all the time in the zero waste Toronto Facebook group where people are like, Anyone need to borrow um, this set? I've got like 50, re uh, 50 reusable plates, a set of 50 cutlery, 50 cups, and it's great. So you can just borrow them, clean them, and give them back or pass them on. It's a really great way to avoid you from having to purchase a lot of stuff that you may not use that often. Um, and also avoid using disposables and single-use products because there's no reason why we need to do that. We need to get rid of the disposable mindset that disposable is more convenient because convenience is going going to ruin the planet. It's going to ruin our oceans. It's going to ruin our ozone layer. It's going to ruin our atmosphere. It's going to ruin the freaking climate. So seriously, you guys, I know it's hard. I know it's a lot of cleanup, but stop using disposables in your holiday parties because it's easier for you because it's not easier for the planet. We got to stop that. We got to get rid of it. And that is something that we need to change this holiday season. And if you are struggling with getting rid of disposables in your holiday parties and birthday parties, retirement parties, whatever it may be, send me a DM. I have a ton of resources that I can send you, a ton of tips and tricks for, you know, gathering um, non-disposables uh, throughout the way. And I would be more than happy to share them with you. The next thing that I really want to chit chat about um, with regards to the holiday season is gifting the gift of sustainability. Now with this, I literally mean gifting people sustainable products that will benefit themselves and benefit the environment. It's, in my opinion, one of the easiest ways to get people started on their low waste lifestyle is to literally give gift them something that will make them want to adopt a low waste lifestyle. So last year when I was working at the clinic, uh, one of my coworkers gifted me a $25 Amazon gift card. It was so kind. It was so generous. I was not expecting it. Um, and this coworker who I worked with at the clinic, she was a super, super, super environmentalist. Whenever we were making decisions throughout the clinic, she would always be thinking of ways how we could recycle things or if we needed to like source, you know, different cups for our coffee machine or for 
like the coffee machine that was for guests or our tea machine for guests or our, you know, when you're in a clinic and they always have like a water cooler, she would always be looking for cups that were biodegradable or that didn't have wax coatings, didn't involve any plastic, uh, cups that we could either compost or recycle. And she really made it clear that the environment was in the front of her brain and the environment was at the forefront of things that she was thinking about. So when she gifted me this Amazon gift card, I knew that I wanted to purchase something that would help me on my low waste lifestyle. So I used the Amazon gift card to purchase myself a set, I think of like 15, it was really good, a set of um, reusable produce bags. Now this is a huge thing. When you go to the grocery store and if you're a vegetarian like me, you probably use like 10 ish, um, disposable single use plastic produce bags. And I just thought, wow, like this coworker is such an environmental person. I really want to use this gift card to get something that's going to help me be a more environmental person. So yeah, that's what I did last year. I love my reusable produce bags. I have gotten so much use out of them. And if I'm ever at the grocery store and I, for some reason, don't have my reusable produce bags, I actually won't use a bag. I'll literally just put like five apples in my cart and like my mushrooms just in my cart. And the cashiers always give me a weird look, but I'm I'm just not going to to participate in that shit. I'm just not going to do it. So gift someone the gift of sustainability to get the gears turning in their low waste lifestyle. Something that I love is usually at Winners and HomeSense, they have a section that's all sorts of like Um, environmentally friendly, bamboo, sustainable, eco-friendly things. So something that I found at Winners was a dish brush set from Yesico. So it came with two compostable sponges, a hemp tea towel, a little like thing to sit on the counter to hold my um, bamboo dish brush. And then it came with this bamboo pot scraper, which is so good. Like it's so good. It's literally this piece of wood and you like scrape your pots and pans with it and it just gets everything off. It's phenomenal. It came with a couple extra dish brush set, like dish brush heads. And it was just such a cute little thing. It's over like sitting on my counter. It looks trendy. It looks cute. Made it made out of bamboo super environmentally friendly and I just love it. So that is a really good gift that you could give someone is the Yesico dish brush set. It's lovely. If it's a smaller like Secret Santa or maybe you have like a $20 cap or something like that, you could totally gift people um, reusable metal straws, bamboo straws, glass straws, or silicone straws. I think that's such an easy way um, if someone you know doesn't already use reusable straws. I think it's a cute little thing that you could get them. Maybe you could throw in Um, like a stainless steel cup or like, excuse me, a stainless steel tumbler or something like that that you could gift with them. I think that that is a really good option. I think another really cute thing that you can gift uh, someone is, you know how those like potato sack, like canvas bags are super trendy right now. You know, you put your book in it and your wallet and it's like a farmer's market vibe. You could totally gift someone like that canvas bag with some um, reusable produce bags inside. Um, And I just think it's like really, really cute. Another really cute sustainable gift Um, If someone you know is like always meal prepping or always packs a lunch, you could totally gift them a little lunchtime set with like bamboo utensils, beeswax wraps, a stainless steel lunch container, and like a Contigo. I love Contigos. Um, They're 
just like a tumbler, like a like a totally sealed um, drink tumbler, drink container. They're kind of like a Yeti or a Hydro Flask, but they're a Contigo. They're like 15 bucks at Walmart. You can get like packs of four of them at um, Costco. I love my Contigo. My sister loves her Contigo. Danny loves it. My sister's boyfriend loves his Contigo. They are just the best shit ever. So gifting someone a Contigo is a really good idea and putting a few like extra things with it. Maybe they love coffee. So gift them some local ground or local coffee beans or ethically sourced coffee beans or something like that. And um, a little coffee mug, a little Contigo to go with it. I just think that that is such a great gift. Or Another really great sustainable gift is gifting someone a French press. If someone you know is a coffee lover or a tea lover or whatever it may be, gift them a French press that they can use over and over and over again um, instead of something that's more single use like a Keurig or a coffee machine that requires filters or an espresso or something like that. When I use uh, my French press, the only waste that I am producing is the compostable coffee ground. Yes, I do have to use energy to boil my kettle, but it's a lot better than using plastic um, K-cups or Nespresso cups or Tosimo pods or anything like that. So that is a really, really great um, sustainable gift that you could gift someone as well. Maybe your friend is someone who's really into like makeup and skincare and all of those things. So what do you gift? How do you give the gift of sustainability to someone who's into makeup and skincare and beauty and stuff like that? You can make them a little reusable, low waste starter pack with some reusable cotton rounds or there's that like makeup eraser special microfiber cloth that you can get on like Sephora and stuff and it's reusable makeup wipe. Um, makeup wipes are so bad for the environment you guys. You literally use them once and then you chuck them. You can't flush them. They're, if they do get flushed they wreak havoc on septic systems. Um, so we got to stop using uh, single-use makeup wipes but the makeup eraser is this really cool like microfiber cloth thing that's really good for taking off your makeup so you could give them like a microfiber cloth and a bamboo toothbrush maybe some q-tips that are on like bamboo sticks uh, you can find those at winners I see them there all the time some reusable cotton rounds um, maybe throw in some cream from Lush or throw in um, some cream that's from like a local vendor or Something like that, like just a little set that's like a bunch of little um, low waste sustainable things that they can add to their makeup and skincare routine. Or maybe one of your friends is like a neat freak and they're really big on keeping their house clean and their things smelling nice. Um, that's definitely what I am like. I love keeping my house clean, my apartment clean. I love little things that help me do that. Um, so you could gift them some wool dryer balls. Dryer sheets are single use. They have a ton of fragrance in them. They're bad for your health, bad for your skin, bad for the environment. Um, so you could gift someone some wool dryer balls. I know Young Living makes amazing wool dryer balls. So you could give them some wool dryer balls, maybe a couple essential oils that you put on the dryer balls in replacement of like scented dryer sheets. Um, or you could gift them a guppy bag for washing any of their fleece products in. Fleece um, sweaters, they release microfibers fleece items, pants, sweaters, whatever it may be, they release microfibers that actually can go through the filters 
on our machines and these microfibers end up in our oceans. They're essentially microscopic pieces of plastic that are all in the oceans and then fish eat the microfibers and then it goes through a process called bioaccumulation and then we eat the fish, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, um, washing your fleece in a guppy bag helps catch all of those microfibers. So you could do like a guppy bag with um, some wool dryer balls with some essential oils and that would be like a really, really cute little gift set that is sustainable and is fun and is adorable and that someone is going to get a lot of use out of. So in my opinion, I think giving the gift of sustainability is really fun and it really can help get the gears turning in people's minds. Maybe they're already on their low waste lifestyle um, journey. Maybe they haven't even thought about it, hasn't even crossed their mind. So by gifting someone the gift of sustainability, you are giving them the tools that they need to get going with that sort of lifestyle. You're planting the seed, you're planting the idea in their mind, and maybe that will accumulate to something larger. Say you gift someone the you know bathroom zero waste starter pack with cotton rounds and all of those things. Then maybe they'll think about bringing more low waste things into their kitchen, or maybe they'll think about bringing low waste things into their cleaning products, or things like that. So it can really have a snowball effect once you plant the seed and get the gears turning. So give the gift of sustainability this year. The earth will thank you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I just wanted to interrupt you briefly to talk about Young Living Essential Oils. Young Living Essential Oils are the international leader in therapeutic grade essential oils. With their seed to seal guarantee, you can ensure that you are getting essential oils of the highest purity and highest potency. Some of my favorite, favorite blends are Valor, Peace and Calming, and Christmas Spirit. They have hundreds of different essential oils, natural health products, accessories, and more on their website. I absolutely love their natural home cleaning products. If you are ready to switch out things in your daily life for a natural, chemical-free alternative, then Young Living Essential Oils is the company for you. Additionally, should you decide to do the business side of things, their compensation plan is phenomenal. They have provided me so much financial freedom, emotional freedom, and chemical freedom in my life. If you're ready to get started with your Young Living journey, whether it be just purchasing some oils or getting going with your business, send me a DM and I'm happy to help you out. So next up on the list, I really want to talk about gifting ethically and sustainably. So maybe you don't want to actually give um, like a sustainable gift or you don't want to gift, you know, reusable cotton rounds or bamboo toothbrushes or things like that. You want to gift something close, someone clothing or accessories or decor, but you just want to do it in a more environmentally conscious, ethically conscious and sustainable way. I am a huge believer in quality over quantity. So years ago when I was in either my first or second year of university, I wasn't working at Patagonia at the time, um, but my parents got me a Patagonia quarter zip sweater for Christmas. And it was funny because my mom's friend actually went shopping in the United States and she called my mom and was like, doesn't Bethany want a Patagonia sweater for Christmas? My mom was like, yeah. So she got it in the United States and then brought it back to Canada, had to pay duties for it at the border. And this Patagonia sweater ended up being a lot of freaking money. So that Patagonia sweater that Christmas was pretty much my entire gift. I didn't really get anything else. My mom 
always, and my, my mom and dad and my sister and my brothers, they always go crazy and they always go above and beyond in terms of Christmas gifts. But that was my big gift that year. So I got like a few other odds and ends, you know, like PJs and socks and those sorts of things. But that was my big gift that year. And now here I am four or five years later, I still have that sweater. I wear it all the time. It's in great condition, great shape. And I'm just so glad that my parents decided to get me that one really, really nice thing instead of a bunch of maybe not so nice things that I maybe wouldn't have or probably don't have here uh, four years later, five years later. Sometimes having less items under the tree or gifting someone less things, but having a lot more value, longevity, quality, and durability is far better. And it may seem weird that, you know, maybe you're only gifting someone one thing, but that one thing is going to have a much greater impact and a much longer life and be part of that person's life for a lot longer than a bunch of smaller things that may May not be as sustainable, ethical, durable, and all of those things. So when you're gifting, it is really, really important to think about how the products that you're buying were made. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes before the product ends up in your cart, in your hands, um, and in your home. So how were the farmers treated who were making the crops um, that were... And, that were used to make that product, so used to make the clothing or whatever it may be. How were the seamstresses treated that, um, and how were they paid? How much were they paid? Were they paid a livable wage or were they treated horribly? Are they working in sweatshops? Um, are they were participating in slave trade or child labor or, or things like that? Um, how are the items or the materials that are that were used to make that product that you bought, how were they sourced? Were they sourced ethically? Were they sourced sustainably? Were they purchased for a reasonable amount or were they essentially paid pennies for, stolen, and then sold for a really, really high price? It's really, really easy to just see things on the shelf and buy them. And it's harder to think about all of the things that go on behind the scenes. And it's also hard because a lot of companies are not transparent about what they do and then they get exposed years later for using sweatshops and slave trade and all of those things. Um, so there's definitely things that you want to consider when purchasing things, but there are companies that make it a little bit easier and a little bit um, like they do all of the background work so you don't have to. And some things that you can look out for are B, uh, B Corp certified companies. So that mean, that stands for Beneficial Corporation. And B Corp is the highest standard that currently exists for environmentalism, sustainability, and ethics in um, the, I think, the clothing world. I think other companies that don't make clothing can be B Corp certified. Um, but basically, to hold a B Corp certification, you have to have really high standards of environmentalism, ethics, and sustainability. So if you see a B Corp certified company, you can pretty much guarantee you don't really need to do a lot of background work. You can pretty much guarantee that they are doing things the right way. They are paying people properly. They are sourcing things good. They are making sure that the factories that make their uh, products aren't like dumping their waste into nearby waterways or nearby oceans or springs or whatever it may be. 
So there are a few companies that are B Corp certified that make it really easy to shop at. Obviously, the first one that I'm going to mention is Patagonia. You guys, I'm not just saying this because I work there. I am always amazed by the things that Patagonia does and the things that Patagonia are doing. They are fair trade Fair Trade, Fair Sewn certified, B Corp certified, 1% for the planet. Um, all of their products are made in a way that is super, super ethical. Um, things are made to be durable. Things are made to last a long time. The company does a worn wear program where you can like, in America, you can sell your old clothes to Patagonia and they will resell them. You can bring things in for repair. You can get things patched. You can get things stitched. You can just really, really trust that once you buy an item from Patagonia, the company is going to do what they can to make sure that that product, product keeps going and going and going and has a long life. Patagonia also sources their down in recycled ways. So they're not plucking birds. They're not killing birds. They're not getting feathers um, from animals. Um, basically, they use recycled down. So down that has come from old pillows, old duvets, old jackets. It goes through a very intense sterilization and sanitization process. And then it is used to make their jackets. So it is a really cool company. It, there's a, just so much going on in Patagonia. And you can trust that they are doing the right thing for the environment, for the people, um, and for consumerism as well and capitalism. So Patagonia doesn't want you to have more things. They want you to buy one item that's going to last you a really long time that you can get tons of use out of. And that is why I always recommend shopping at Patagonia. When I no longer work at Patagonia, I'm still going to shop there. They use natural dyes in their products, which are really good. There's just so many things that I can talk about. But I love Patagonia and that is a really great company to shop at this holiday season. And yes, it'll be more expensive, but quality is always better over quantity and ethics is better over slave trade. Just putting that out there. Shop companies that have good standards, morals, and ethics. Another B Corp company that you can shop at is Frank and Oak. They have super trendy items. Um, really good place to go for like accessories like mitts, scarves, hats, um, socks. They have lovely socks at Frank and Oak. I believe they make bags at Frank and Oak too. So that is something to check out. Maybe someone um, in your life is an outdoorsy person, so you could shop at Ten Tree. Ten Tree is 1% for the planet, B Corp certified as well. Um, they make phenomenal clothing that is unique, comfy, cozy. They make hats. I think you can buy Ten Tree at Sport Check, so it may be a little bit um, easier to get your hands on it um, but they're super great and they plant 10 trees for every single product that you buy and I know that can seem super greenwashy and like how are they actually doing that they will give you a little like card that actually says where those trees are planted so you can actually track and locate and visually see how they are making a difference in the world so 10 tree is super good um, maybe you're gifting to someone who's really into makeup or skincare and the brand called beauty counter is really great for makeup lovers it is also b corp certified um, so yeah there's tons of different things that you can do so that when you're shopping you're shopping ethically and sustainably but what if you know, you're buying something for the person who has it all and you don't want to just buy meaningless gifts that will inevitably end up in the garbage. 
gifting experience is a really, really, really good way to make sure that your gift has an impact, make sure that your gift is actually used. And it's just such a good option. So gifting someone a gift card to go get a massage. Maybe they are going on a, maybe you could gift someone tickets um, to a wine tour. Danny and I did that for uh, his mom his mom's boyfriend last year, we gave them a wine tour gift card for like Niagara on the lake. And that was a really awesome thing that they used in the summer, months and months after Christmas, instead of getting them something that would inevitably just, you know, sit in a closet or sit on a shelf and would never really get any use. We gifted them a wine tour that they loved. And that was an experience. That was a memory that they will have forever. Um, you could do a cooking class. Like Danny loves to cook. Danny's an amazing cook. Um, so he really wants to do something like this gifting someone a gift card to do an escape room. Maybe you could go on a plane tour around Toronto or around Niagara. Um, you could do a painting class. You could do a rock climbing class. The opportunities are endless. I'm going to post a graphic in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group of non-physical things that you can gift people like experiences and you can always go on Airbnb experience and there's tons of things on there. You can go on Groupon. There's tons of things on there. You could get someone a gift card to go get their haircut. That's a really lovely thing. Yeah, there's just so many things that you can gift people that are non-physical, that are going to be sustainable and just have a lot more value than just something random that they're not really going to get a lot of use out of. Last but not least, last but not least, my fifth tip for um, having a more sustainable holiday season this year is to purchase carbon offsets. Now, no matter what lifestyle we lead, whether we are low waste, minimal waste, maybe we're still in the hyper consumerism phase, maybe we're somewhere in the middle where we're just bebopping along. We all have a carbon footprint. We all have carbon emissions. We all yield carbon emissions and we all have a responsibility to make sure that those carbon emissions are less and our carbon footprint is smaller. So you can take a quiz online that will tell you uh, your carbon footprint based on your habits. So it'll ask you how many times a week uh, you drive or how many times per week you use public transit. How far are you going? How frequently you fly? What kind of diet do you eat? Are you vegan, vegetarian, omnivore, carnivore, whatever it may be? It'll ask you all sorts of questions about your life and then it will produce an estimate of your carbon footprint. Um, and that carbon footprint is the amount of pounds of carbon that you are emitting um, either annually, monthly, depending on which quiz that you take. And then with that information, you can actually purchase carbon offsets, which are essentially purchasing um, products. They're non-physical products, like you don't ever see them, um, but it's essentially donating to a company that is working on um, taking carbon out of the atmosphere. Um, and you can purchase them and that will in turn reduce uh, your carbon footprint and sort of offset the carbon that you're producing, if you will. There's a girl that I watch on YouTube and every single time she flies, obviously flying puts a lot of carbon out there and really shoots your carbon footprint up a lot. So every time she flies, she purchases um, carbon offsets so to reduce the um, carbon footprint that she is yielding. So carbon um, offsets are out there. There are a lot of ones that you can purchase, uh, whether it be the planting of trees, cleaning up the ocean, helping soil, um, all of these things that... I, I can't really think of the scientific word, but basically like soak up the carbon. 
someone who is an environmentalist is going to listen to this and think I'm an absolute fucking idiot. Um, but you guys get the point. <laughs> um, you can purchase these offsets uh, and give your money to companies that are working on reducing carbon and um, bringing carbon emissions down. And that will offset your carbon. So it's a really great thing to do if you have the money to do it. Uh, you definitely should. If you don't have tons of money, you can still purchase small amounts of carbon offsets to really just benefit the environment. So you guys, there you have it. Those are five things that you can do this holiday season to make sure that your holiday season is more sustainable. So you can switch up the way that you wrap gifts. You can switch up the way that you eat. You can give the gift of sustainability. You can gift ethically and sustainably, and you can purchase carbon offsets. You now have everything that you need. You have all of the knowledge that you need to get yourself started in making ethical, sustainable, and conscious, intentional decisions this holiday season. So please, you guys, the earth is counting on you. The planet is counting on you. The soil, the oceans, the air, the trees, the animals, they are all counting on you to keep the climate and keep the earth at the, uh, at the forefront, at the front of your brain this holiday season and at the front of your decision-making process. So please think sustainably this holiday season. Christmas and the holidays does not need to be a time where the environment takes the backseat. We need to be thinking about this all the time. Please, the earth will thank you. Okay? It is a beautiful life. Love you guys so much. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Crazy Beautiful Life. If you'd like to leave me an Apple Podcast review, I would really appreciate it. And make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I'll see you all next Monday. It is a beautiful life.